the criteria Latifi needs to do to get re-signed. Not get last. <laughs> oh, Spa's back. And lights out and away we go. <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton is halfway to space. <laughs> Personally yeah. go IndyCar over Williams. Yeah, space. <laughs> Grosjean Zoo. Guan Yu Zhou. Guan Yu Zhou. No, Zhou Guan Yu. I said that the first time. George was already sitting in that seat. Look, I don't agree with it, but you've asked a question. I'm trying to find a way to justify it. I'm just trying to absolutely tear your answer apart. G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko and with me, as always, is Andy. How you doing, man? I'm tired. It's because you don't get sleep. No, I don't. It's because you stay up and watch races where not much happens, and I stay up and watch some intro cinematics and fall asleep every Sunday. Yeah, you, you argue with people on Twitter. I don't <laughs> argue with people. I just post funny memes. It's all. It is. It is hilarious. If you haven't, check out our Twitter at during race time. Live. During race time, so it could be any time where you are. Andy's normally on there posting ridiculous shit. <laughs> so. We're reviewing Hungary. And talking about Belgium later. And talking about Belgium. So let's talk about Hungary. Uh, the one-sentence review is Max was there. Yeah. The, the four-sentence re- review is Max was there and Joe learned heaps from Valtteri. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. That That's the race weekend that happened. There was literally like one turn and then it was just a, a parade. Yes, there wasn't much going on. I still enjoyed it. Maybe I didn't. I I, think I question my sanity at one forty five in the morning. It's like, why don't I watch that? We, but that's also just like normal time for questioning sanity. I'm not going to attribute all of that to the race. Because I am. <laughs> it's all Max's fault. <laughs> he fucking he yeets it into turn one, gets ahead of Hamilton, and his race over. What's the point? And Mosul just red flagged it after. I was like, yeah, Max wins. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Look, and fastest lap. Yeah. <laughs> it was Max was there, man. Max was there. There's still. A couple of things to talk about. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, practices, not much happened. Qualifying, pretty standard. I wouldn't say qualifying was standard. I'd say it was quite the opposite because we didn't talk about this. There's a new qualifying format. Q1, you have to use the hard tyres. Q2, you have to use mediums. And then if you make it to Q3, then you can use the softs. I didn't know that. I didn't even notice. They were talking about it the whole session. <laughs> the whole nothing, session. Nothing. I was just watching it being like, yep, okay, yep, no, those five, yeah, they're normally slow. Just gone. So so to you, George Russell is normally slow. Yes. Yeah. To me, George Russell's not in the sport, first of all. That's fair. Second of all, look, okay, he was the only standout from qualifying though. Everyone was like, oh, well, what's going on there with the Mercedes? Well, it's because the Mercedes, not that good. No, the, the reason, George should have been in the top four, let's be real. But what happened was is they just fucked up right at the end. They sent him out at the wrong time. There was too many dickheads in front of him. And I think it was Pierre, one of the Williams. He got bullied. He got bullied because on three people, people <laughs> just <laughs> cut in front of him. And he's like, well, now my tires are fucked. Yeah, because he was giving space to build up distance so he could do his hot lap. And, and then, then everyone just overtook it him. It was which, an Alpine for sure. It, it was, was definitely def- Pierre. We know that for certain. I want to say. It was a Williams. I, I think it was Albon. It might have been Sergeant. And maybe Joe as well. There was two or three. It was three three cars that cut in front of him. Cut him, where he was clearly just trying to build a gap. And he's just in the car. And, like, hand comes off the steering wheel, like, what the fuck's everyone done? And then the radio button comes on. <laughs> and yeah. he's just in... I don't think I can impersonate a sadder, more whingy voice. So you're just going to have to bear with mine. He said not very nice things, and he was very unhappy. 
Which made me laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, that, you know, qualifying, qualifying. Now that no, they've got d- new rules, I'm excited. Yeah, and I, the, the whole question the whole time was, is this entertaining? Does this make qualifying better? I'd say yes. I would say yes. And the whole reason they did it is because they're trying to cut down on tyres that are getting used. So instead of 13 sets this weekend, they had 11 sets. And Lewis's retort was, well, you bring intermediates and wets to every race and we don't need them. Yes, but you also don't just do one lap on all of them and then throw those ones in the bin every week. Exactly. So I think, <laughs> you know, a couple of them softs or mediums get used for three laps and go in the bin. If you want to cut down on usage with the intermediates and wets, just think strategically about them. There's four races every year. You're never going to need them. Abu Dhabi. Bahrain. Bahrain. Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia. Qatar. And Qatar. You know what? Pretty solid odds. Pretty. Uh, there's a 99.9999999999999999% chance that it's going to not rain. And if it does rain and you don't have the tyres, I think... It, that's the thing. If no one's got them, level playing field. That's all good. Send them out. What are you going to crash into? The fucking sand? Sorry, Roman. It's not real fair. <laughs> Is that what you're laughing at? <laughs> no, I just imagine Anakin there just being like, I hate this. Yeah, I hate this. But, you know, that's a very good point. Okay, we can easily cut down on tires. Stop taking the wet weather ones to the fucking desert. <laughs> and also, there's those wet weather tires never get used, yeah? Oh, I can't remember the last time we actually saw wet, wet racing. Exactly. So, just have... And if they're rebuilding the tires every week, that's a waste. So why don't you just, all right, these are the sets of tires and we don't replace them or even give them to teams until they need them. Yeah, you have to have burned through X amount of your tire before you're allowed a new one. No, it's got to start raining on the circuit. You're like, all right, now you can have an intermediate. Oh, for the inters. Yeah, yeah, no, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and then you just replace it with another set of intermediates for every team or something. It's just something stupid like that. It'll also mean that they have to slow that. They can red flag the race real quick, bring everyone in, make sure it's safe, get the tyres strapped on. All right, go out there. Yeah. You'd, and you don't get another set. I'm a cool with that. I think they're all brilliant ideas. Yeah. So, Formula Bums round overtake is new qualifying is better. I liked it, yeah. And I don't think Crafty, Brindle, the main ones definitely did, didn't enjoy it, but everyone in the pits like, no, it's pretty good, except for Tad. Well, it's because they just took something away from Ted to talk about. I think it was Ant. I think Ant was the one who was like, no, I'm really enjoying this. It's it's shaking the grid up quite considerably, which it did. And also the other major talking point from qualifying, there was one Alpha Tauri in 17th and another in 13th, and the right one was in 13th. Oh, yeah. Then oh, he yeah. got to 13th. <laughs> it. So I think you can admit that I admit this. We've been very, very confident about how this man would return. Little bit of anxiety that he's watching him this weekend. Yeah, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> when turn one happens. Well, yes. So, the whole story of this race can be described in about a, a 12 and a half second segment. Yeah, literally. Where, coming into turn one. No, no, no. So, lights go out. Yes. Lewis gets a semi-decent start. Max gets the start that you want. Yep. Both the Alfa Romeos have poor starts. Joe has a failure that happens, which causes him to go into anti-stall. He goes right to the back of the grid, and then he goes, I know how to fix this. I'm at Hungary. 
my teammate taught me well. Yeah. And he goes and hits Danny up the ass. Danny then hits Ocon up the ass, who then hits Pierre up the ass. And, and the takes t- the side of his car off. And the two Alpines retire within the one lap. <laughs> the, which, how many? Okay. It's crazy when you have a double DNF, unless you're Haas. Yeah. Okay, but it was how many times this year? That this, this is, is the happened. second time that they've double DNF because they've done it to themselves. And this is the third time overall a double yeah, DNF. because they did one last week too. Yes, last week as well, neither of them finished, but that was for different reasons. This mm. is the second time one of the drivers has taken the other one out. I was very quick at the start of the year in Australia to be like, this is all Ocon's fault. You were like, well, fair's fair, man. There was not much anyone This was all Joe's fault. This one was all Joe's fault. The only negative to take away from it... Was in- it took Pierre out. And even then, I'd happily sacrifice Pierre for Danny every day of the week. And I'm a very big Pierre fan. I know. So, running order after that is Max is out in first, by now, by like two seconds. Yep. Lewis has been jumped. By both McLarens. Both McLarens. In fact, Oscar jumping Lando as well. Yeah. He ends up second, second for a decent, yeah, decent, a amount, decent of amount of the race. Lando third, Lewis fourth. Being a sook. Yeah, Lewis all weekend was just like, there's something wrong with my car. There's something wrong with my car. He wasn't happy. George clearly as well, but mainly Lewis. Lewis was really adamant something was going on with his car. Uh, I don't want to say it was the Aston. Like, maybe it was Fernando next at this point. Because Fernando was in the top five for a bit. He ended up dropping. Most of my memory from his race is watching him from like six to eight. Yeah, so did you know Oscar somehow got damage in this race too? No, I had no clue. But that would explain why, because I just chalked him up to dropping back a little bit by being like, well, it's your first time at the front, bro. It's no. going to happen. No, apparently, because at the end of the race, he's like, yeah, he tweeted out. I was like, yeah, disappointing, da- damaged car. Got got home, though. But in fifth as well. like in fi- like Good in points. Good, good qualifying, good points. Obviously, Lando got second and jumped him in the pits and he wasn't too impressed about that. Understandably, I wasn't too impressed with that. Well, you ma- it made sense that Lando had to pit first, though. Oh, it did. Like, And it just the McLaren, undercut is just so strong at Hungary. McLaren made all the right choices this weekend. I've got very little negative to say about McLaren. Yes, Lando did have to pit first. It was just how it was going to go. With Lewis coming in when he did, it was like you have to pit. Someone has to. And it had, had to, to be, be Norris because Norris was a threat to Lewis for the undercut. Yep. I I was stoked on McLaren this weekend. And I'm a hardcore Lando disliker. You are a hardcore. Hardcore Lando disliker. I tell you what, though. This is a tentative olive branch. Lando, I know we talk all the time. You don't even know I exist. Uh, I think you've matured quite a bit. I'm starting to like him more than I did two and a half years ago. Well, that's good. Do I think Oscar's a better driver in every single way? Yeah, obviously. Fucking look at him go. Oscar all the way. Oscar's the best, except for Daniel. Oscar is right there. Uh, Ferrari, though. Oh, you mate. had a field day with Ferrari on Twitter, Fuck first it. of all. Oh, man. <laughs> just, it, it wasn't It wasn't so much I had a field day. It was just so easy. It was just so easy. Like, they were running at one point, and the commentators like, are they going to pit? They should probably pit. And they just pitted late. Um, And then there was at one point where Charles comes on the radio. I was like, I just don't understand what this strategy is anymore. <laughs> Which, 
Fair enough, Charles. I don't either. They then call <laughs> Charles in and he's had to stomp on the brakes. Yes. And he's lit up both front brakes. Has a 9.5 second stop and then gets pinged for fucking speeding. Yeah. It's like, man, man was just couldn't catch a break. It, and it's it, what I feel so bad about Charles is too is like this is year three of us doing the same like exasperated reactions to be like, Oh my god, how much more can this man take? Because again, it was another weekend where, like, okay, Ferrari, you were never gonna win. But like a podium and a fourth. That's pretty good. That's where you could be. And it also showed right at the end. So like right at the end of the race, once the five second penalty was confirmed, Carlos sort of is told to drop back without being told to drop back. He gives them the five second gap. And then Carlos does his best Fernando Alonso, sorry, no, his best Lance Stroll impersonation and just lets George buy. And George just gets the gap to where he wants it to be. Doesn't need to pass him. And yeah, he fin- he finishes before George, but George gets the point because he got a fucking five-second penalty. Yeah, yeah. And it's just... <laughs> and Charles is good. Like, we all like Charles, right? Is there... Are there a group of fans out there who actually think Charles is like... Well, I thought he'd win the fucking championship. You, yes. But... It, and here's the thing, though. Should have, too. That's the crazy part about it. Like, it was always going to be Red Bulls to lose. But the only reason for Ferrari being the way it is 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 internal Ferrari stuff. Like, the money's never going to dry up. No. It's just who you put in those seats who are allowed to make decisions, for some reason, they're not good. They're not effective. And, like, you know, you can be a decision maker and be well-liked. Like, McLaren's normally pretty celebrated for their strategy. Everyone's happy with McLaren. You can be like Red Bull or Mercedes, which has the best strategy, and that's why people don't like them, because they are already ahead of you. Hmm. Or you can be an absolute mad genius like Fernando Alonso, who's a part-time driver, full-time strategist in cockpit, who knows so much and has a brain that's just better than ours where he can go, yeah, I'm driving 300 k's an hour. Make oh, that sure was a good pass by Lance, Yeah, though. on the screen. Or like, hey, flick, <laughs> change the brake bias, which caused his teammate to crash. <laughs> but you know what I mean? He's, if he was in Ferrari, and you know he what? was. He, that's what, I've just proved my own point wrong. Not even he could do this in Ferrari, man. <laughs> like not even he could outstrategize the Ferrari. It's just, it's art. And like I, I'm finally starting to get it now. Like because you look at it and you're like this, there is no logical explanation. It is now a form of performance art. Like I get Ferrari now. I'm finally, it's broken a chromosome off, clean off in my brain somewhere, bro. <laughs> But, like, don't you see it? <laughs> I know. I've seen it for a while. I was just waiting for you to finally get it. Andy hasn't locked eyes with me since I've started this rant, but I can tell he's very proud. <laughs> he's like, because I get it, man. I just... It's it's that... Have you seen Interstellar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know the scene where he sees himself making the decision to go into space? Yes. And he's behind the screen screaming and cry- crying. That's Ferrari fans right now seeing themselves becoming a Ferrari fan. Yeah, uh, it, it, it is. And it is. It's just that beautiful Italian chef kiss where it's like, what is this? It's like, don't worry. You, it's, you feel it. <laughs> you feel it. I fucking hate Ferrari, bro. <laughs> I can't do this shit anymore. <laughs> do you reckon Dave's a Mercedes fan again or is he still a Tifosi? I don't, I, I don't think Dave watches sport anymore. <laughs> I think Dave's just <laughs> gone. And, and Reese is probably just loving it because he's got all these fucking graphs out measuring <laughs> everything they're doing. You know what Reese is like. So that's Ferrari. They were there. It's 
they the, were there. The, the radio at the end, actually. I listened to, you know how for, uh, F1 puts out everyone's team radio over the line? Charles has summed it up. It was like, they, they gave him the position and he's just like, but but George was in front of me. Uh, George was behind me. He's like, yeah, but you weren't fast enough. Here's the positions. He's like, but but George is behind <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charles, you know how time works, yes. <laughs> oh, I feel for them. Let's talk about the Aston Martins. A weaker weekend, but it's not the first one we've seen from them. But we expected it to be a better weekend for them. We both did, and we expected it to be slightly worse for McLaren. Yeah, and it just turned to be that McLaren's a fucking rocket ship, and the, there's something wrong with the Aston. Well, it turns out that the track-specific upgrades McLaren bought were specifically for every track. Yeah, it turns out. And the track-specific upgrades that Aston bought were actually for specific tracks, is what I think they've gone. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it was a nothing race for Alonso. Like, I think the most he did was he got let by Lance at one point. That, yeah. And that was it. Yeah, that, hovering. He just hovered. He hovered in the top and then he just started slowly dropping back. Uh, there was some lifting and coasting he had to do. So I think he had to manage his race a bit better than he wanted to. The track just didn't su- suit it. It really did. And it was also quite hot. Because even McLaren bought that out. They were like, oh, mate, we were devastated with how hot it is. We thought we could have gotten a lot more out of this if mm. we dropped five or six degrees off. So it could be a temperature-related thing. It could be the actual, oh, our design philosophy is made for straights and technicals, not yeah, this style of circuit. Well, it, I think it... Once again, in the radio messages at the end, Fernando didn't say a word. So he's clearly annoyed. Yeah, it was. So it pops up with the Fernando face. It's just like, yep, that's the checkered flag. Uh, Lance is behind you. Silence. Yeah. And that speaks more when it's Alonso than it does with any other driver. Yeah, no, I would 100% say, because that is like, he knows whatever he's about to say isn't broadcastable. Yeah. Um, and also, I think it's why he's he's done such a good heel flip in the sport is he doesn't say much anymore from what he used to. But when he does say something, it's worth listening to. It's always worth listening to. Um, Lance, again, you know, if Fernando's not doing well, you can Lance is a worse driver in every way than Fernando. So if Fernando's struggling a little bit, you can put Lance, Lance a couple yeah. places down. Well, Lance started on the softs compared to uh, Fernando starting on the mediums as well. So... Lance had a bit more grip at the start. He was he was cutting through the pack a little bit. Not you know, not to the level George was for fuck's sake. Yeah. But he still he cut through the grid, got up to a decent position. He was like the third person to stop. And then that's kind of where the advantages stopped. Yeah, it, it just didn't work. You got past your midfield competitors, which he should be. And it was also because he didn't qualify super well. Yeah, but he never does. He never does. But that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's cool. You're driving past cars and doing the passes. I like that. But in reality, it's like, why do, Why are you starting behind them in the first place? Like, No, I agree. It, yeah. It's just, it's one of those things. But it also, it's one of those things where Lance is just a bad driver yeah. in every respect. And the sooner his dad realizes that and sacks him, the better it will be for Aston. It will be. Let's talk about one of our favorites, Albon. You know, he solid race, yeah. uh, finishing 11th from where he started. Very good. He was fighting Valtteri like nothing else towards the end. Yeah. Um, He was running in the points at one point too, like yeah. solidly. 
Yep. Another again, another very positive weekend all around for the Williams. They team. sounded positive on the radio. Then yep. it's like, like, look, you didn't get in the points, but you came eleventh, and that speaks more for what you did today than anything else right yep. now. Comfortably eleventh. Yep. Cruising, you stayed out of trouble. The car is working. You know, it wasn't one of those ones how it's like, I got a point. Why? Because everything else went wrong. It's like, okay, I was one place away from the points because my car is there. It's just the it's the Williams is never gonna pass the Aston on track even when Lance is in the car. Yeah, no, it's not an option. It's just a faster car. Look, Logan didn't finish. No. It was his own fault though. He got he got on the grass. It was it was it's what it is a rookie mistake that you can rightfully expect from a rookie where and you know, second to last lap, you've been racing your heart out for nearly two hours. Two millimeters to the side, just just on the grass, and spin. you spin. And wild since we've just seen a spinala in the wild, though. It is, but I think they made the right call bringing him in. Just like, let's just call it like you just need to get out of the car. Yep, you're done, man. Like it, it, it made more sense. Like just be like, let's just pull him out. The car will be fine. Yep, you're not scoring points anyway, so you're running dead last. Get you in, just yeah. I calm don't you think down. it was a yeah, and I, I like that Williams made that call because it wasn't done in anger. It didn't seem like an angry call. It's not like get him out of the way of the cameras right fucking now. He no, it was just a come in, get yourself. Hey, well done, bud. We'll get him next time. Yep. So I think Williams is in the best spot they've been in the last four or five years. Yes and no. I, I, I'm I, really sceptical on Logan staying in the sport. You know, I think he yeah. needs to go and be a test driver for a year. Maybe, maybe. Because they did bring him in not having one F2. He he ended up placing fourth, and it was on a points finish that he qualified with. Yeah. It was fantastic. Maybe he just doesn't quite have the talent. But organizationally looking at Williams? They're looking fine. I think James Bowers is better. Oh, he's that, that's your key right there. But having James Bowers as your team principal is just unbelievable. And the longer you can keep him there, the better they'll become. Yep. Oh, yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, if I'm a business going, okay, there's an FI, I've got a, a million dollars I can spend on a team for sponsorship, you know, and you you can't pay Red Bull because they're not taking that small money. No. You've only got your midfield team. Aston, obviously, yep. McLaren, yep. Williams, I'm putting in there above a team like well, Haas at the moment. Or well, they, the horses aren't getting on TV. Yeah, they're really they're, not. Like, they Nick her Hulkenberg's qualifying in the top ten, and just how much do you see him in the race? Not a enough. Lot. Not enough. Um, or they'll cut to him after all the interesting stuff we're doing because, like, he he sticks that car where it doesn't belong and fights okay. He fights until his tires go off, and then it's just well, there's nothing you can do. Once his tires goes off, there's nothing he can do, and then he's stuck in the back. He fought well, and you know what credit to him he tried to fight Danny at the end but and Danny was on 40 lap old medium tires yep and Danny still pulled a gap on him yeah it's just speaking of which it was just a drive out of nowhere for Danny like for the most I think I want to say for the majority of the race he was running 18th yeah 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 so after the starting incident he was the last running car on the track and fucking Crofty was like oh there's an Alpha Tower in that that looks like it's Sonoda even watching the replay and seeing clearly it was Daniel Ricciardo, he's like, yeah, Sonoda just got a little squarey there after getting hit. No, no, Sonoda was fine. Sonoda's <laughs> up in fucking 11. Just look at the Cruising time screen, <laughs> yeah. dude. It's on the screen. You can read it right there. It was quite clearly Danny. And yeah, like, 
And you think from that point, it's like, fuck, he's just, he's just ruined his race. He's just going to drive around to get familiar with the car. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. thought. I was just like, this isn't a he's good gonna start. He's going to be last place and there's not going to be enough talent and car left for him to do anything. And then Man pulls a genius stroke out when the second round of pit stops start coming. He's only 11 laps old and he's hard tires. He's hating them. He's just like, can I just come in and get the mediums? Yep. Give Everyone else set. is just flying on the mediums. Give me the mediums. He does that, gets in clean air and manages to put in lap time after lap time, which jumps him back to where he started. Yep. And he just stays there. He's like, I'm not pitting again. And holds off. Well, beats his teammate. Beats his teammate. Holds off uh, charging Hulkenberg. Just drove a race. And he it was got a out. honey badger race. It was. And it was he a looked, honey badger race. He looked like himself at the end. Like, yeah, he didn't finish in the points. That car's probably not going to finish in the sp- points every race. But he looked happy. Looked happy. Got dealt a really bad hand and still put together results. Now, if the incident didn't happen and he still finishes 13th ahead of his teammate, We'd but still rate that as very successful return. Especially in that Alpha Tauri. Especially in that Alpha Tauri. And the fact that you did that with getting smoked by two French dudes and Joe mm. and still getting that result, this is what we're talking about when we're like, this man needs a seat. This is what all the team principals are saying when it's like, oh, hey, he yeah. He needs a seat. He needs a seat because like, look at what this man's capable of. Are we going to see him win a world championship? Probably not. But he's going to be a great number two driver he's for Max. Be, and just having... That personality back in the sport. The radio messages are hilarious. The clips are the funniest bits you get. Like the best press conferences in the world have Daniel Ricciardo in it, hmm. asking the teenagers if they have pubes. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, did you hear who his radio engineer was? No. It was Pierre Hamlin. Really? Pierre's old. The, the guy that's, what did you just do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Oh, that's so good. And that. It, sound, it didn't sound like it was a good rapport, but it did sound like they were learning together. Good. Good. So I like that. And Pierre Hamlin deserves a good driver in his car. Oh, yeah, because he's so excited when he gets on the mic. Yeah, and he's great. Yeah, he's fantastic. Oh, big fans of AlphaTauri anyway. I've loved him since they did the swap. Yeah. I, you, I, I know you're a big Toro Rosso boy. I like the Toro Rosso. Yep. But and for me, I was always kind of, I never really got it. When they did the switch to the Matt White and Navy, I'm like, okay, I, I'm behind this. So you now know that Danny's there. You know what's happening next year? The Alpha Tower is gone and they're rebranding it again. Yes, yes. And it's being rebranded as Red Bull 2. Yeah, because, and that's to do with the fact that the Alpha Tower clothing line wants to distance themselves or something. It's to do with the, yeah. the fashion side where it's like, oh, the association is that this is an F1 brand and this is our merch, not, oh, we're a clothing company that owns an F1 team. Yeah, no. But isn't their clothing company owned by Red Bull anyway? Yeah. Yeah, it's all subsidiaries on subsidiaries. But you know know how it goes in business. It's the same thing that all cars are owned by like the same four manufacturing groups. Yeah. But they all have such a unique, different identity. Even though it's like, oh, you buy this one, this one, this one, this one, or this one. It all goes back to Daimler. But people buy into that lower level. So I get why Mm. they want to do the merger. As long as they keep the color scheme, man. I don't care what it's called. I I think it's going to be... I think the plan is to make it Red Bull 2. But they're going to be sharing everything they possibly can because developing their own shit clearly isn't working. No, and they've got they've got some pretty good facilities too because Franz a year or two back after the rebrand did a massive facility tour. Mm. And it was very, very cool. So they've got all the gear. They just don't know how to use it. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. 
Uh, we've spoken a bit about Haas. K-Mag was nowhere and then was nowhere. Yeah. Really? That just it was hot with the tyres. Yeah, and that kills the Haas. Yep. It's game they over. really they really need to work on that tire wearability. That's that's kind of really it because it's got the one lap pace. It like, definitely does. Like both him and Magnuson were up there the whole time and consistently too. Mm. Like both those drivers are very very capable. They've never had decent machinery. No, they haven't. And I read something today that says Haas isn't looking to re-sign Kevin Magnuson, which is shocking to me. If that's from anything, I reckon it's to do with him becoming a father again. It would be more the... Have you done the nine-month countback? Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was the night of his pole, pole position. position. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, no. No, I didn't do the countback, but someone pointed it out to me online. It was like, some interesting maths with this baby. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yep. okay. Yep. No, fair. But yeah, they need to fix that fucking car. They do. But not re-signing him. Two two reasons. One, okay, now you've got the space to bring in a junior, despite the fact that that's never really worked before. I don't think Gunther will go for another junior. Yep, right. Um, or it's simply due to K-Mag being like, hey guys, don't re-sign me next year because I've got other things on. That's what, If it's anything, I think it'd be that. Um, Logan, we spoke about. Here's the fun one. We've mentioned Alpine a little bit. Let's get into it. <laughs> it's uh, there's not much to talk about. You 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 don't reckon that was an interesting chat that occurred on lap three with the whole entire team sitting in the office, being like, "Now, boys, isn't there something we should be doing <laughs> right now?" I don't I don't think it is because it wasn't their fault. Once again, it was <laughs> it was a chain reaction event which unfortunately cost Alpine dearly. Although I did find it funny that Esteban Ocon's seat snapped in half. Yeah, yeah, it was a significant fucking contact too, like it's no wonder they both went out and obviously Pierre came back <laughs> with no tire. No no tire and the side and half of his side pod missing or like Ocon one of them had like a a, a huge chunk through the fucking side pod of the car again. <laughs> yeah, like it's fun. It's fun. I feel for them. I I, I feel love for Pierre. Pierre. I love Pierre. Couldn't give a shit about Ocon. I also like Otmar. I think Otmar's just like the nervous, sweaty dad who's always scared of his boss. Like I feel for Otmar. You just reminded me of something. Guess I who said got scared, sweaty boss? <laughs> yeah, no. Guess who got fired over the weekend? Is it in F one? Yes. The CEO of Alpine was Ooh. sacked and replaced. I can't remember. It's Lawrence something. But he, yeah, he got the flick. Okay. Because they were talking about it in qualifying, how he uh, has been replaced. Replaced, yeah. So now, is that the CEO of the Alpine F1 team? The guy who... So you know how Otmar's the team principal? Yes. Otmar's boss. Okay, yep, yep, yep. So not, not like CEO of Alpine, the brand... Right. Otmar's boss. Otmar's boss. Okay, so still very fucking important. Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay, well, I don't really know what to think of that because I wouldn't say that Alpine has bad organisation. No, but it's just, it's very weird. Laurent Rossi. Laurent Rossi, yes. Yep. Yeah, he's been let go. Because that is interesting. 
as I say, Alpine appears organizationally sound. Driver-wise, they're sound. I always like to hammer on these, but you're correct. It wasn't their fault. It just turned out that pink cars attract other cars straight towards them, apparently, in incidents. It's a very bright color. Uh, sorry, no. He wasn't flicked. He was just moved to special projects by well, Alpine. With, see, now here's the thing. It's in quotation marks. I I can't think of a more special project than an F1 team, Andy. Can you? Yeah. Unless Alpine's launching a fucking rocket to the moon in the next couple of weeks, he got fired. <laughs> There's no other special project apart from running your own F1 team. Yeah, Felipe or Philip Kreef is the one who's going to succeed him. And is he from their special projects division? He is the <laughs> former vice president of engineering and product performance and will maintain his duties in that role while the brand looks for a successor. So he's doing both. So it's pretty much, hey, you sit here and don't make any decisions because we fired this other dude because he made decisions. Mm. So you do your normal job, but wear this name tag and we'll find someone else to do it. This is a sweet deal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to think about that, man. Here's a quote from the Renault Group CEO, Luca DeMau. Laurent has set out a clear and ambitious strategy for the brand. He has put Alpine in the best possible position to achieve its long-term goals. So let's sack him. Yep. Uh, It's interesting when you get to that corporal level of management. I think, you see, it's called like CEO swapping, where essentially once you hit that executive level, Mm -hmm. it's just a revolving door. You can sit anyone kind of you want in there. Um. Whereas like CEOs actually become an occupation less of more so than an actual achievement. It's you train to be one and you can just yeah. sit. But we digress. Because we have another race to talk about. But before we do that, we have to talk about the last incident. Okay. Podium celebration. Right. Max sets his trophy down to spray the champagne. Yes, yes. And your favourite British man did his Lena Norris did the spiking of the champagne on the podium. And dropped the place, uh, first place trophy and on the... And smashed it to pieces. Okay, well... This isn't the first time he's done it, though. He did it two weeks ago on Silverstone, and the first place trophy fell off. And the last time he was on a podium, he did it again. Which was Austria, I think, a couple of years back. Yeah. But yeah, not the first time he's not the trophy off the podium. First time he smashed it to pieces, though, by accident. Worth 66,000 pounds. Okay, so here's a handmade porcelain trophy. Okay, I don't care whose hands made it. It was ugly. <laughs> so is it, when I saw the trophy, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, if that's the only race I win. It's kind of ironic that... um, Lando did it? No, that Max's record-breaking trophy yeah, for was the broken. Most <laughs> consecutive wins in yeah. constructor history. 13, wasn't it? Or 12. 12. It'll be 13 this week. Yeah, and it, w- it will be 13 this week too. <laughs> uh, I I get the fact that it can be a little bit controversial that, you know, this clearly very, very special item has been broken. I, I don't care that much, man. Like, did they buy it off the lady for 66,000 pounds or is it just valued that way? So it's you can valued it? that yeah, way. So that doesn't mean shit, first of all. Because uh, they valued it at sixty six thousand pounds to valued. repair as well. Has anyone asked Max? Could Max Have probably you ever go, heard of super glue? Yeah. Also, the fact that he goes, "How many trophies do you think that motherfucker's putting in his lounge room?" 
Also, that shelf only has so much space, man. Where do you keep them? But no, that one that one should stay at Red Bull broken. Yeah. Because it's for the record break. I think it's poetic that that trophy was broken for a record breaking race. I like your Ferrari esque ledge you're looking at. It's art. It's, it's, it's all art. art now. Uh, just. And also, can we just have someone be like, all right, Lando, slam it on the ground next time? <laughs> like, just tell Lando, don't slam it next to the trophy. Did you hear what happened when Max was asked about it, though? He looked directly at Lando and said, hey, I heard Zach Brown's got some spare cash lying around. Do you think he could lend me some? <laughs> Says the millionaire to the billionaire. <laughs> More in turn talking about how McLaren's one of the teams rumored to have broken the cost cap. Yeah. Oh, look. We Again, there's still nothing set in place, so we're not going to talk about it until we actually have information. Yeah, but it wasn't until Singapore last year that we got, like, concrete rumors. Yeah. Right now, it's just... Uh, Team principals were like, you cheated, you cheated, you cheated. I didn't well, it's cheat. It's that time of the year. It's coming up to mid-season break. Exactly. You've got You're to call someone to cheat. You, you got, you, and I'm just throwing it out there because it's happened once before. I think Ferrari's going to win a few races after the mid-season break. You think? I think they're going to win a couple. I also think they're going to be stripped of those points, but they weren't cheating. Make of that what you will. Fair enough. <laughs> it's still one of the best ones ever. So you were found to have an illegal sensor in your engine. Yes. You were found to have put it there on purpose. Yes. So you were cheating. Well, no. officially, no. Okay. Can you make that make sense? No. And then the sport moved on. <laughs> Classic. Okay. Classic Ferrari. So the big question for Spa then is, if Lando gets on the podium, does the trophy make it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Spa's one's a proper trophy. So, yeah. What's the Australian one? It's the disc. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I'm pretty sure the spa ones are wood carving of the track. The track. Yep. Similar to how Monaco's are the carving of the track, but yep. it's not wood. And so is Imola because I remember they did it and they yep. had a special bit where Ayrton passed away on it, a little gem. Yeah. They did that in the last couple of years as well. They're, they're, I like the wood cutout ones. It's interesting what they use, though, because, mm. you know. It's a, it's a native tree, isn't it, that they use for those... Wood ones? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all very, very special and artsy when it comes to all of them. The Australian one should just be like a Bunnings fucking apron. <laughs> no. It should just be a long neck of eBay. Also that. Because it's in Victoria. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be champagne. It should just be a fucking couple of longies. couple of longies. Like, fuck the champagne. Also, the Ferrari champagne is the only way Ferrari can get on a podium these days. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the whole and podium you know, ceremony. And, and do you know what the thing <laughs> The champagne shit too. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't bubble, but then sometimes it bubbles too much, but they don't admit the fact they did anything to it. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Spa? Because we like Spa. We do like Spa, but I feel like it's just going to be, you know, um, one of those races where Max gets out in front straight up. What is it? What's the first chicane? Ah, oh, first. Arouge. No, Arouge is the first chicane. What's the first corner called? Oh, I don't know. The source. He's going to... Put it up the inside at La Source and then that's it. Yeah. Oh, no. A hundred percent. He's just going to zoom up that straight, go up Eau Rouge at full pelt, get down the camel straight, and it's just going to be like, oh, well, what's the point? Yeah. We're in for another hour and a half of this. But the good news is it's only like 45 laps. <laughs> it's 44 <laughs> laps, but it's an hour, uh, one minute, 47 laps. It's a, ve- it's a very long lap. <laughs> I like a, that. It's a great, it is a fantastic track. It's one of those tracks that A, looks like an Uzi and B, also... um. It challenges every aspect of your driving because you've got 
a, lo- a couple of long straights yes. that lead into hard braking zones, but also windy bits. You've got turning bits. You've chicanes. got chicanes. Chicanes. Sprinkled just randomly. Yeah. Random chicanes. A flat out chicane that is very dangerous. Yep. Uphill, downhill, mm-hmm. both straight and technical aspects. It's so big that like the weather on one side can be completely different to the other side. Like from your first sector to the bus stop area. Mm. Different fucking climates sometimes. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it's one of the best tracks. It should always be on the calendar. Anyone that says otherwise should not be a fan of Formula One. Yeah, no, I agree. It's very few times that we'll hardline agree. Spa stays. Spa has to be there. It's one of those four that have to be yep. there. Because Monaco still... Monaco has to be there because it's Monaco. Spa has to be there because it's like Monaco with how special it is, but the racing's fucking sick. Silverstone has to be there because British. Yeah, and also Good racing. It's fantastic track. <laughs> and Monza has to be there because it's, it's the Monza. Temple of Speed. Yeah. Those are the rules. Those are the four rules. If you're making an F1 calendar, that's all you need. That really, if we just did those four on repeat. It'd be great. It'd be fantastic. So, it is a very historic track, which means every corner has a name of some sort. Yes. Here's the big ones. La Source. La Source. Eau Rouge. Rouge. Bus Stop. Bus Stop Chicane. Which is near the end. That's the last, literally the last turn. Yeah. Um, and the Camel Straight. Camel Straight, which is coming off over Rouge. There's another. You know what? Let's look at all the corner names. <laughs> Spa, Franco, Champs, Weather. That's also something I want to look at. Oh. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. What I'm looking at. What do you got? Friday, Rain. 88, uh, 90% chance. Saturday, rain, 90% chance. Sunday, rain, 60% chance. There's a sprint race on Saturday. That might be the best sprint race we ever see. It might be the if only one ever. we watch. <laughs> if it's on. So, I have all the names here. Okay, test me. So, corner one? The source. Yep. Eau Rouge. And? Oh, that's right. It's another name and I don't remember it. Radion. Radion, that's Radion, yep. Yeah, Radion, yeah. And then it's under the Camel Straight. Yes. And this is where I get lost. Lacombe. Lacombe, yeah. Yep, Lacombe. Um, sorry, I'm having to scroll because it's also telling me where the apexes are and how to hit them perfectly. It's very, very informative. That is very informative. Very informative. So it's got approach, mid-apex, post-apex, exit for every corner. After the, After that, you have Bruxels. Brussels, yep. Then you have turn 11. Speaker corner. My one's called speaker corner. I have it as no name. No, corner. there's only one place with no name corner. Which is that one? Because we did Zanvoort. a quiz on Zandvoort has literally no name. So, yeah, it's weirdly enough the only one that's not named officially. Double gosh. Then you have Puon. Where's, oh, yeah, Puon. Which is double gosh. Yeah, double gosh is Puon. Puon sounds heaps better. Puon's funnier. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. Then you have <laughs> Fagnus. Le Fagnus. Le Fagnus. Which that is makes it even <laughs> 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 We're not pronouncing that correctly. I know that for a fact. Le Fagnus. No, that's staying. That's fucking gold. <laughs> Campus. Campus, which is Stavolo. Well, Stavolo's next. Yeah, Campus into Stavolo. Then you have. Corbet Paul Fer- Ferrari. Yeah, and then Blushamon. Blush- Blushamon, and then into the bus stop chicane. Then into, yeah, the bus stop chicane. 
which was named because there used to be a bus stop there. Which is just funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the map. It's unreal. I can't wait, especially if it's a little bit wet. See, I'm sort of against wet racing now at Spa after what's happened. Yes, no. Uh, there's been a few incidents and we've had two deaths in we the last have. three, like three or four years. We have, but not all in the wet weather as well. Some of, yes. Yeah. We've had what? We, there was Antoine. We would, And we watched that. That was together. tragic. Um, then you there was the, the W Series massive pile. Where up. Abby Eaton shattered her back. back. And then earlier this year, they should not have been racing in that race. Not that one. That one which was, that was like, Torrential rain. Though, that was torrential it? rain. They should not have even been on the track. Yeah. And Formula One would have red flagged that race. And I would be like, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, And it's all to do with, and that's the thing too, it's not the whole track. It's all to do with... Erosion Radeon. Erosion Radeon. And the fact that you can come up there full pelt. And if you don't make the corner, you're hitting concrete at full gas uphill. I feel like in the wet, it should just be a gentleman's agreement that they don't go full pelt up Erosion Radeon anymore. I... Would love to see something like that. It is not worth it. It's um, not worth the risk. And you just, just be like, it's a yellow flag zone. Treat it like double waved yellow. And you know what? Maybe that's the thing. If it's raining, that section there just becomes... It's just too dangerous. And there's been so many crashes there. Like I think back to the 98 race when it was pelting down rain. And it was, Michael and David had that massive crash where David ends up with no fucking tires on his car. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It was a massive... It's one of the worst crashes I've ever seen, but that thankfully everyone walked away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it is. It's just, if you look at the map, it looks so minor, you wouldn't believe. It is three, four, and five. Yeah. It's a little kink to the right, but in real life, that is the crest of a hill that you're angling over, and the runoff is the concrete wall. No, I agree. And It's just, it's one of those things, like... I'm looking at the crash now, and it's just the spray off those cars is just unreal. And it's Michael coming up behind. And once again, through erosion, going down into erosion stuff, and it's just gnarly. Yep, mental. There's so many cars are involved. It's lucky no one died, realistically. And it is, at that point, it's genuinely luck. Hmm. Knowing the danger that that corner has in those... um particularly those conditions, but at any time. Like, it's a dangerous corner at any time. No, I agree. So what do you think is going to happen this weekend? Because i got one more thing before we wrap up. Okay, so apart from the obvious of Max sitting there, I I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a very interesting interplay between Mercedes, Ferrari, Aston, and McLaren this weekend. I think all of them have a car that's going to be brilliant on certain parts of the track, or... McLaren, who's probably got a car that's going to be decent on orbits. So that aspect there is going to be fascinating. Yep. Genuine, like that 1.5, really, really good. I think Checo will probably qualify poorly as well. He'll have to do a fight through again. What a shock. Yep. Um, as for the lower end... Danny beats Sonoda again, please. I think I genuinely think this weekend that Danny can pull points. I know that's big. It's it's a very that's big a big ask, second week back. Second, it is a big ask, but I don't know, man. He's just weird enough, and Spa's just a weird enough track where that AlphaTauri might just go, oh, yeah, it's working this weekend, and it will never see it again. But mm. 
Last one before the break. I want to see Danny get some points. I just want to see Danny do well. Yep. And not get taken out. Um, but, you know, that's where my head's kind of out on it. Nothing new or exciting to add, man. Yeah. <laughs> but with that part of the year. Yeah, no, I pretty much agree with you. Sweet. What do you have, though? I've got two questions. Okay, I love a good question. From our biggest fan, Chunky Thunder. Oh, Chunky. Good to have you back, mate. Would you be all right with three races in America if the other two were held at respected, long-standing tracks? Think Sonoma, think Watkins Glen, but keep Coda. How would you feel about that? Yeah, I'm also... For me, it has very, very little to do with how many races are anywhere. So for us, I guess, being an island nation right at the arse end of the South Pacific, there is only one F1 race that we ever really get to participate in, which is our one. Yeah. So the fact that there's three in the US means nothing to me. That That's irrelevant. I do think that the track, though, that needs the improvement. Coda, flawless. Can stay. Absolutely. And even the fact that it's falling apart has made the sport very exciting. Watching that snap Ferrari suspension mm-hmm. and then them run into each other a few years ago, gold. It's yep. Kodo. It's a fantastic track. As for the other more established ones, I know why Miami and Vegas have been picked. It's obvious. Miami, that's the one I'm happy to just go, you know what? Let's cross that off. Put it at Watkins. Put it at... Um, Anywhere. Put it Road on an oval. Put it on... Fuck it. That'd be funny for a race. Put it at um, Road America. Put it at Daytona. At Daytona. Yeah, put it... If you want to keep it in Florida, put it at Daytona yep. for the lols. Yep, Daytona. And, da- and Daytona has a track. Like a track... A o- GP track as well, yeah. yes. So yeah, yeah. it's not like you have to do the oval. You can do part of the oval, but do the GP track as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they did... That, that very famous 05 race, they were racing on part of the oval when only five which was cars Indianapolis. started at Indy. But they were racing on part oval. Yeah, so part the last corners in particular were the oval part. Yep, so no, the answer is to you, Chunky. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Miami needs to go simply because it's just, it's the same as Jeddah and Monaco, but it hasn't had the 95 years to get good. Yep. Second question is a bit off topic for Formula One, but it is motorsport related. Okay. We're both VA Supercar fans. Very much so. We both like Shane Van Gisbergen. Yes. Shane Van Gisbergen. Wins in NASCAR in his very first race and has already got his next race planned yes. with Trackhouse. It is all but confirmed he's probably leaving V8s for NASCAR NASCAR yep. next year. Chunky was asking, how do you feel about that? He only mainly watches Bathurst, but he wants to know, do you think V8 fans and NASCAR fans could cross over in any way, shape or form? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's bogan bogan racing. It's both, and that's that's what exactly what I was going to say. It's it hits the BDM perfectly. That bogan domestic market, yep. where you know it it it's got nothing to do with the style. Like you know, these are not you don't see high fashion at these races. <laughs> F one constantly. It's all about the image. It's all about the look. It's all about the celebrities. It's yeah. about how many beers you can punch at NASCAR and V8s. Bro, it's one of the best interviews from Bathurst of all time where there's this shirtless dude with dreads and he's got sunnies on with one lens. <laughs> and they ask him about the race and his genuine response is, what race? <laughs> like he has <laughs> no clue where he is. Is there a crossover? Absolutely. Do I think getting some of our talents to move across is a good thing? Hell yeah. First of all, Shane's a Kiwi. So the second he's out of our sport, fucking good riddance. <laughs> no, fuck you. Shane's great. I like I, Shane. I'm a massive, massive Shane Vinkiesbergen fan. And I, I, I know he's really outspoken about how much he hates the new cars. Which is fine. But he's also doing the right thing by going, I hate it so much, I'm going to leave. Yeah. 
Which I is agree. great because this Gen 3 that they bought into supercars has been a lot of fun to watch. And he just doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. It's not for him. He's also accomplished everything. Yes, I think it's going to be good for the sport. It's going to be different. Very, very different. So we don't have any oval racing in Australia except for dirt-based speedways, no. which use specialized dune buggies and specialized motorcycles. It's a lot of fun. It's fucking awesome to watch. But it's not an it's not an international event. No. Or it's not a nationalized, systemized sport. Every it's state, very hard to watch. It is. It's not on telly. So have bringing Aussies and Kiwis over, Anzacs over, to have a look at oval racing is going to be an adjustment period. You'll get some who come across and go, racing's racing, I love it. Mm. You'll get some who goes, this the classic NASCAR one, oh, fuck this. What are you turning right for? Yeah. <laughs> Does your steering wheel even go that way? <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. So I think you'll lose some. I'll, it will make me watch it more. 100% will make me oh, watch I, it more. I, I like watching a good NASCAR race of a Monday if I'm bored. It's It's... Especially if they crash, because... Spectacular. It's spectacular. It's spectacular. We know they're safe now, so I don't feel bad watching a good crash. Yep. Oh, it, it's just mind-blowing. Also, the commentary is fantastic. I have to give a massive shout-out to any American sports fan in the world. You do not understand how good your broadcasting is. You really don't. It is so fantastic. Like, if you ever listen to us talk about Aussie commentators... Supercars, weirdly enough, is like our only good broadcast. We love the NRL broadcast because it's so shit. <laughs> like, it's fun. What do you mean? Block is great. Block is fantastic, even though we got caught farting on microphone <laughs> the other day. <laughs> Very Still loud. the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and loudly enough that the mic picked it up. Like, that's the thing, man. <laughs> yeah, like... I pick poop. You and I fart constantly recording. It's never once ended up on mic. No. So we're talking some significant velocity. It was great. <laughs> and volume. So... Oh, look, I think this is going to be fantastic. I hope Shane goes. We saw Scott McLaughlin go to IndyCar. And not do well. But that's also because none of us really like Scott McLaughlin in the first place. <laughs> so that's fine. Couldn't Shane, give a fuck. Spark and stay there. Don't come back. Yep. Shane's fantastic. I was I, talking about a wild card with him and Shane in the car. I was like, no, never. Please no, don't. No, the only wild card I want to see between two of them is fucking 12 rounds. Exactly. Because Shane will paste his ass. It'll be great. So... That answers my question. The thing I have for you, Chunky, is you watch Bathurst, which is fantastic, but like from, and we don't even know where in the States you are. We know that. We eat Washington State. Oh, Washington State. So yeah, that's top left. Yes. Top left. Fantastic. It's near my NFL team because I'm a Seahawks fan. Yeah, Seahawks. I don't know if he's near Seattle. If you are, Aces, start going to Seahawks games for me. What Aussie sports cross over to your world? Well, he thought Happy Coruscant was a... NBA player. He sounds like an NBA player, though, doesn't he? It? De- he literally does. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, what crosses over? Because, you know, supercars, Bathurst does. We know that's worldwide. But, like, do you ever hear about the Big Bash? Well, he probably is now because they got the MLS over there. Oh, MLC over there with the Major League Cricket. Yeah, maybe now. But, yeah, just fascinated to see what comes over because we get everything that America does. We see as much as we can, yeah. whatever KO brings up. Although I pay for the NBA pass so I can watch it with proper commentators. <laughs> I f- fucking love the NBA commentators, especially the Chicago ones. They're Stacey your favorite. King's, Stacey King's my favorite person. <laughs> Motherfucker doesn't give a shit. He's been restrained from the microphone for saying shit before. Mid-game. Had to had to apologize for ripping on the refs. <laughs> it's great. He's <laughs> a man of my heart. Yeah, honestly, your soulmate. I right love there, him. He's great. So, I think that's gonna do it. Watch Spa. It's going to be fucking awesome until Watch Max Spa. takes the lead. 
So you've got about 450 metres of anything could happen. Exactly. Then you've got about two hours of, well, we've seen this before. Should be good. Hit us up on our social media at Formula Bums Everywhere, except for Twitter, which might not even be Twitter anymore. We're at Bums Formula at your chosen billionaire-owned social media site. Yes. Watch out. Listen to our other show if you don't. Bums Bums on on the bench. bench. It's funny. We try to be funny at least. Yep. We try to be politically correct sometimes. Yeah. We edit. <laughs> we edit that, well. I edit. <laughs> we, I edit. Well, to be, you're normally the one saying fuck shit anyway, bro. That's <laughs> so, fair. And we'll see you next week. Bye.